to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself I became a journalist to be as close as possible to the heart of the world. Henry Luce. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is about humanities, teen writing, and journaling. First off, Be The Star You Are has recently begun our 22nd year of service. We want to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are so thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate by being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts and we will use the funds for outreach programs. During the pandemic, as part of our Disaster Relief Outreach Program, Be The Star You Are showcases authors, artists, actors, and other creatives who have had their performances canceled due to the pandemic. Make sure you are tuned into Wednesdays with Writers and Performers and Super Smart Sundays, both broadcasting right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We have a fantastic show planned for you today, all about gratitude um, and journaling. In segment two, you'll meet journalists Sydney and Ryan Suh. In segment three, we will read a segment from Cynthia Bryan's book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. And right now, we are so excited to welcome Jack with his segment, Trends Without Ends. Take it away, Jack. Uh, hello, I'm Jack Palacos, and I'm happy to be back today. Uh, for this episode of Trends Without Ends, I'll be discussing uh, many of the benefits of keeping a personal journal to write down your thoughts. Now, I know a lot of people aren't necessarily fond of writing, but think of this as way different than writing an essay for school. Nobody is going to critique how you write or what you write in your journal. It's just for you and your personal thoughts. All you have to do is get yourself a little notebook and a pen or a pencil, and you're ready to start journaling. It doesn't matter what you write or how you write, but if you do it regularly, there will actually be some unexpected benefits. 
you may not be consciously trying to be a good writer when you jot down thoughts in a journal, but if you write consistently over time, you'll actually find yourself thinking more clearly and you'll be able to articulate your thoughts in a lot more detail. You'll become a better writer and increase your problem solving skills too. And when you write down something that happened, it also reinforces the memory of that event, event which helps improve your memory overall. Studies show a strong positive correlation between writing and intelligence. The more you read and write, the better you will perform in your daily activities, including academics. Another great benefit of keeping a journal is that it leads to increased motivation. Writing down interesting ideas and plans helps you become more aware of them. And you can create a, di a dialogue with yourself about your goals and your objectives. The very act of articulating uh, these thoughts in writing helps you to actually accomplish them, and it makes your goals more real and attainable as opposed to as opposed to just being uh, a sort of idea that passed in and out of your mind or something that you're that you're always thinking of in the back of your mind, but you're never really taking those steps to actually achieving it. Journaling has also been shown to be a great stress reliever. We all know about the many different kinds of stress that affect teenagers on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, not only do teens have to deal with school and extracurricular activities, but many teens also have part-time jobs and volunteer obligations. On top of that, there can also be family issues, social drama, uh, and just tons of other things that add on to stress. So taking a little time each day to write in a journal and put down your thoughts and worries can actually take some of the anxieties out of your head and quite literally transfer them to the paper. Teens who keep journals say that it makes them feel less overwhelmed and can help keep their stress levels a lot more manageable. And we also can't forget about creativity. One of the best methods to enhance your creativity is letting your imagination flow freely while journaling. Don't think about anything, just write down the first things that come to mind. Then let your hand dictate your brain and your emotions decide how long you want to write. This is also known as a flow of consciousness and it can really help to increase your creativity. A lot of good can come from journaling. The evidence indicates that it can help one achieve their goals, become better at problem solving, reduce stress, improve creativity, and overall improve their skills academically. With all that going for it, it makes actually a little bit of sense to get yourself a little notebook and a pen and just start writing to see if it actually makes a difference in your life. I completely agree, Jack. I know that during quarantine, I started journaling and it has helped me so much with my writing and just like being able to put my thoughts down on paper and just um, like just things that happen through my day that maybe I don't feel comfortable talking to someone about it, but just being able to write it down on paper um, just helps me feel so much better about the situation. And I find that it like it puts me in a better mood. Like, um, after writing, I can really see the transition of just like dumping my thoughts on the paper, my feelings, and then just feeling relieved afterwards. And so, um, for listeners, if they're interested in keeping a personal journal, like what are your suggestions on how to get a good jump start? Uh, that's a great question. There's not really any right or wrong way to write in a journal. So you can pretty much do anything you want just from the very beginning. Um, but I know a lot of people find it useful and kind of fun to make the first page a little bit about themselves, like their current age and their current hobbies and favorite things like food, 
music, clothes, TV shows, friends, etc. Because uh, then it can kind of be something you could look back on in a few months and see your progress or what's changed in your life. And I know one thing that can also help is making the journal a little bit more personal, um, like a little like I guess design it so that it's uh, individual to you, like maybe putting uh, like stickers on it or photographs or you know, drawing in it or on the cover even just so that it makes it more of an activity instead of a chore. Oh, yes. I. It's so funny that you said that because I did that exact thing. I decorated my journal uh, with stickers to make it all personalized and I got some glitter pens and made it all fun. But I mean, honestly, for me, I think that I like I got an online journal like on my laptop and like I don't know. For me, I kind of prefer just typing because I feel like my hand hurts when I write. Um, um, I think that just any way is a great way, like whether you prefer to type it like on a journal online or like what Jack was saying on a journal. I think that's um, a great idea because it just really helps um, put you in a better mood and it makes you more creative and it has a ton of benefits. And so Oh, what do you think about doodling versus writing? Um, well, I think that doodling is actually a really good addition to your journal because since journaling is, you know, there's no really rules to it and it's just personal to you, it doesn't matter if you want to take up an entire page with the drawing or if you want to interrupt a sentence or a thought with a little drawing or even um, doodling, what's nice about it is that it gives a break to the parts of your brain that activate when you're writing. So it makes it possible to absorb and like retain more information overall. Uh, and it can really help with creativity and expressing emotions. So if there's like an event or like some emotion that's really hard to articulate in words, you can draw a sketch that means something to you. And it doesn't matter if it's you know, good or bad, because it's just a sketch that's supposed to represent what you want it to. Yeah, I completely agree. I always find myself like doodling on my paper. Like whenever I'm in school, I always start doodling and drawing flowers or I don't know, however I'm feeling, I'll kind of just match that vibe with my doodles. But I also really love drawing, even though I'm not good at it at all. But I find that it's too like a way to express yourself. And um, sometimes if you don't want to write, it's just nice to just draw or paint as well. And um, on that note, like if someone doesn't feel like writing something some days, like they're tired or they've like are really busy with school and they've been writing all day and they just don't, they don't feel like it. Does skipping a day make a difference or like, do you really have to write something every single day? Well, the whole idea of keeping a journal is to relieve stress. So obviously if writing in it every single day is going to, add on to your stress, then it's probably not a good idea to force yourself to write in it. Um, the, it. the ideal situation is to create kind of like a habit, like maybe the like right before bed or right after dinner or something like the same time every day, you just devote 10 minutes, set a timer and you just write or do whatever you need to do in the journal. But obviously, you definitely don't want to force yourself to do it. Because if you turn it into a chore, then you know, that defeats the entire purpose of relieving stress and expressing 
like your emotions through a journal because now it feels more like an assignment than a way to deal with anxiety or just kind of get your thoughts down. So I definitely would not recommend forcing yourself to do it, but you don't want to skip too many days in a row. Otherwise, it kind of defeats the purpose of having like a regular routine. Yeah, I think it's like all about finding what works for you. Like if it's not journaling, then maybe it's art or painting or um, doing yoga or going on a walk or on a run, like whatever it may be just, um, but journaling is something that is really amazing. And I think it's something that is like underused, especially by our generation. I think that everybody should at least give it a try. And, um, because you may be surprised by like, for me, like I was surprised how it affected my life and has changed me as a person and has improved like my overall well-being. And so I highly recommend it. Well, thank you so much, Jack. I really enjoyed our conversation. I loved your segment, but unfortunately we are out of time. Listeners show your love for more segments by donating to BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at be the star you are.org. Keep listening as we for more as we interview Sydney and Ryan in the next segment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm so excited to welcome onto the show Sydney and Ryan Suh. 
They are the founders and editors-in-chief of the Humanities Plus Journal. The plus symbol represents its foundational goal, which is to foster constructive discussions that transcend the traditional divides between the humanities and STEM. To date, Humanities Plus has had contributors from numerous countries, including the U.S., New Zealand, and Peru, and over 24 schools globally, including the University of California, Santa Barbara. And for its accomplishments, the journal has been featured in NewsOc and The Voice magazine. Ryan is currently a senior at Kate High School, where he is the senior columnist for the school newspaper, El Batador, and a class representative for the student body government. He is also a published writer and enjoys playing squash in his free time. Sydney is currently a junior at Kate High School. Outside of the classroom, she is the founder and leader of an international science fiction and historical fiction book club. In her spare time, she loves playing the euphonium and conduct interdisciplinary university-level research. To find more information, you can visit www.hplusjournal.com or find Humanities Plus on LinkedIn. Um, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. I'm so impressed by everything that you've done. Uh, how are you doing today? We're doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yes, of course. So let's get right into it. I'll start with you, Sydney. So what has motivated um, both of you to create Humanities Plus? Yeah, so we first got the idea to create a journal from experiencing an issue that teenage writers often face, a shortage of readily available platforms to publish our work. So even though my brother and I are both passionate about exploring the intersections between the humanities and STEM fields, we were simply unable to find an outlet for our interests. So to address this issue, we founded the Humanities Plus Journal. I think that so, is cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I want to know oh. your as well. Okay. So yeah, by using the humanities as sort of our starting point to branch out to STEM subjects, our journal attempts to yeah, transcend the traditional boundaries between the two fields as represented by the plus in Humanities Plus. So rather than supporting an either or relationship, we really advocate for bridging and improving the connection between these two realms. Yeah, I think that's so cool um, because normally like I feel those two things aren't normally correlated together. Humanities and STEM, they're normally seen as like opposite like ends of the spectrum so I'm curious how did you both um find your love for journalism and STEM like what brought you to that like what inspired you to become a journalist and what made you love STEM as well um Sydney yeah okay. so that's yeah yeah so that's a great question um so I think it just initially started with you know like in high school classes we're always introduced to humanities and STEM classes, but they're always seen as, like you mentioned before, two opposite ends of a spectrum. So what really interested me is um, I actually 
ended up in a summer program that focused on interdisciplinary subjects. And through this program, I was kind of introduced to the idea that, you know, maybe these two fields aren't as far apart as, you know, we're taught that they are. So after like that summer program, yeah, it was really just a lot of self-exploration, looking things up online and, you know, furthering my own interests. And yeah, I have to say Humanities Plus was kind of the baby of all our efforts. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And Ryan, so as like during Corona, um, especially during this pandemic, how has the how has the journals like purpose expanded over time from when you first came up with the idea to now, like with the impact of Corona? Yeah, yeah. So our journal's primary purpose, as you've already mentioned, really lies in that plus part of Humanities Plus. So it sort of represents our foundational goal. So that constructive discussion that connects and transcends the humanities and STEM fields. And ultimately, we're trying to make this journal a destination for readers looking for integrity, quality, and unique perspectives. And with regards to the pandemic, the current environment we find ourselves in because of the coronavirus continues to sort of emphasize that growing need for open dialogue between these two apparently disparate fields without communication and collaboration. Um, it's difficult to even begin developing solutions to address like the complex political economic and social problems posed by the pandemic. So our journal really aims to highlight the importance of interdisciplinary topics to nurture these discussions that can pave the way for more comprehensive solutions. Yeah, I find that so fascinating. I think it's really important to combine, um, to have a really holistic view. Um, exactly. And- yeah, and combining all like STEM and humanities to really create a holistic approach to like coming up with comprehensive solutions for this global pandemic. I think that is an amazing idea. And Sydney, like what would you define as like humanities and in your journal, how like specifically do you combine that with STEM? Yeah, so the humanities encompasses a range of topics. Um, So for our journal, we focus specifically on history, literature, philosophy, and art, as can be seen by our categories in our journal. And so, for instance, if you want to find an example of like how these categories can interact with STEM specifically, uh, for, for our History Plus category, Uh, One of our contributors wrote about the connections and conflicts between the technocracy of Soviet engineers and Marxism. And and yeah, just to give another example for philosophy plus, we've had an article about the ethics behind germline engineering in humans. So, I mean, the core theme of the journal really consists of just outlining and analyzing these types of topics that lie in the overlap between humanities and STEM. Yeah, I that is so incredible that you're doing this especially just as a junior in high school I'm just so impressed and um, thank you like and Ryan as like the co-founder and the co-editor-in-chief like what are your main responsibilities in 
this Humanities Quest journal? Yeah, so Sydney and I both, our main responsibilities can sort of be summed up as selecting and editing submissions, um, managing the website that we have for Humanities Plus, and conducting outreach. So for each of these three things, we've sort of dedicated a lot of time to and to making sure that they're sort of concrete sources of like uh, success yeah yeah definitely and then um sydney can you explain the importance of opening up your journal to contributions from writers and artists of all ages definitely so one of the primary reasons why we founded the journal in the first place was because you know a lack of available spaces for people to express their interests in interdisciplinary subjects and if we limited contributions to just people in our age group, not only would we lose the valuable and really diverse perspectives of younger and older age groups, but we'd also go against the journal's principle of providing an inclusive and comprehensive forum. So that's why we really open up our journal to all ages, all states, and all countries. Yeah, I think that that's a really amazing idea that um, really kind of bringing everyone together I think that like right now Mm -hmm. especially there's kind of a divide between older generations and the younger generations and I think that's really cool how you're kind of bringing using this as a way to bring to unite us all together um, for like a common cause and a common goal and that is just so amazing and um, you've had contributors from countries from across the globe um which is so impressive and your online readership also includes countries in germany ireland and south korea and just as high school students how did you advertise your journal like and what tactics did you use and what were like ultimately the most successful yeah i can go so So, yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, I'll go oh, no, first. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, and in the initial stages of the journal, uh, we really pursued advertising the journal through our social media campaigns. And th- through this, we sort of aimed to connect with younger demographics of contributors and readers. And we essentially just started posting um, information and notifications regarding the journal on our personal accounts and also some Humanities Plus centered accounts on several different platforms such as Facebook and LinkedIn. And that's how we sort of started. Yeah, that still, I'm very, I'm in amazement of how you guys were able to do this. And so you said that you did it through advertising on social media. And so Sydney, (laughs) when, when, what was like the spark or like the inspiration? What like really pushed you guys to start this? Um, and like, how old were you? And like, when, what brought you to this idea? And how did it like initially start? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so we started this journal, my brother and I, in 2019. So back then, I was a sophomore and my brother was a junior. And so basically, 
Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned before, just what really inspired this journal was one, we didn't see a lot of other publications out there that were doing interdisciplinary work. They were either just literary journals or they were just STEM journals. And we also found that a lot of publications didn't accept high school work. Um, And like, while there's some out there, um, there aren't a lot of places that especially accept student like research papers. Um, A lot of them tend to focus on upper upper academia and higher education. So we just really wanted to create an inclusive space that would be diverse, you know, have a lot of voices from around the world. And, you know, it would also be able to be a place for, you know, readers, be for readers to be able to find really amazing and diverse perspectives. And Ryan, what was what would you say was the biggest challenge in starting this like journal on this platform because I'm sure that you faced many obstacles um having the success that you guys had so what was like the biggest obstacle yeah I think the biggest obstacle was most likely the first issue and how we needed to gather the contributors and also spark interest in potential readers in the first place so setting up the website was a part a big part of that obviously to sort of showcase the website or showcase the articles and the art that we received from contributors in the first place and after setting up that website we used as previously mentioned social media email we reached out to different schools to different organizations just trying to gauge interest trying to reach potential contributors and readers and I think we really got over that by just continuously reaching out like we weren't really scared of being rejected at this point because we knew that we were like a new journal a lot of people may either not like read the email or read the post that we put up on social media but as long as we keep on trying um, ultimately we'll get to that goal of getting more contributors and more readers yes I love that um how you really persevered and you just went for the yes like my mom always yeah. taught me that you have the no so go for the yes and I yeah. think that um your story just is proof of perseverance and you just keep on trying and keep on going after your goals you'll eventually get to them and I huge congratulations to both of you for that. And Sydney, so what mm-hmm. advice would you give for people who would like to start like an online publication or do something similar to what you guys have done? Yeah, so just like when you first sit down to write a paper, an essay, or when you're beginning a long-term project, starting an online publication is definitely very daunting. Um, just making sure to be organized with all aspects of, you know, your project or your journal, you know, whether that means like deciding the theme your journal will be based on or how you're going to reach out to potential contributors that can really help you feel less overwhelmed. Yeah, essentially, like from our experience, it's really best to approach it by taking one step at a time. And like Ryan mentioned before, really just not being afraid to take the first step. Um, 
We, as we mentioned before in our bio, we were advertised in News Hawk and Voice magazine. And, you know, those weren't things that the writers approached us and they asked us if they could write about us. Um, we were reaching out to like senior editors. We were reaching out to like newspapers and magazines. And we were like, hey, we have this journal. We have this mission. Can you help us spread the word? And fortunately enough, we had some people who were super interested in what we were doing and, you know, were willing to talk and write about it. So, yeah, just being courage, like having a lot of courage. Yes, of course, having courage to reach out to all these people that, I mean, for a lot of people seems like a really daunting like task. And so reaching out to people, um, I think especially now during the pandemic and everything being online, um, we have so much access to like people around the world. And so I definitely think we should take advantage of that and not be afraid and gather the courage to reach out to people. And yeah. And for your, and so Ryan, like for your, for people who would like to submit their work um, for publication in your journal, what like what would be the steps to doing that so yeah i think some advice i would have for that is just to one address a topic that is relevant to our theme of interdisciplinary topics and to create work you're truly interested in and obviously the uh the practical steps of submitting work is going to our website Um, There is a submit page that we have where you can type in your name, your bio, and also obviously your work. And this is a final note, but please make sure to cite your sources correctly, of course. And as we said before, as we've said before, submissions from anyone are welcome. And as long as you take note of these um, of this advice or these standards. We'd love to review your work for a journal. Yeah, definitely. That sounds so awesome. And Sydney, like you guys are like seem like the dynamic duo in accomplishing something. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. And what is your relationship? How do you guys work together as a team? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just like every other pair of siblings, you know, we don't get along sometimes, we argue, but I think the most important part is that we overcome these obstacles and we know when to, like, get together, you know, grind, work things out, and yeah, i say that's probably <laughs> the secret to our success. Yeah, definitely, and, like, listening to each other and, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, delegating different tasks of course definitely yes definitely and yes yeah and Ryan what would you say are like the top three skills needed to be a successful like published student writer or just like in writing in general like what would you say what advice would you give yeah so I'd say being a published student writer requires good time management, organization, and the ability to take criticism. Obviously, turning submissions in on time requires staying on top of your academic and extracurricular workload, 
this naturally involves having good organization, especially if you're submitting work to more than one publication or and or you have multiple drafts. Also, what a lot of first-time writers don't realize is that once you submit your work to the reviewers, which is Sydney and I in this case, uh, we will review and revise your submission and make grammar and stylistic edits. And this is just an essential part of being a writer is just to have that tough skin and recognizing these revisions as constructive feedback and that ultimately the piece will come out really great. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that being able to take criticism is really important. I know for me, it's always hard. Oh, I'm somebody who's really sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so especially because I'm going through the college app process right now. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. And so I'm writing all my essays and getting feedback. And of course, um, it's really, that's a really essential part to the writing process. And um, Sydney, like, what would you say, like, how did you, like, as such an accomplished writer, like, how did you first get into writing? And did you do anything, like, specifically to, like, improve your writing skills? Or did it just come naturally to you? Yeah, I mean, so that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I think just as a child, um, our parents didn't have cable TV. So naturally, I just I was really drawn to like reading and books. And so that kind of just facilitated, I guess, sort of a transition to writing. Um, Because once I started reading all these different books, you know, I was thinking, how can I how can I emulate this? How can I create something that other people would enjoy, too? And so I think writing doesn't come naturally to any writer. If you ask any published writer out there, um, I doubt anyone will say that, you know, it's a natural, innate skill. It's just something that you really, uh, yeah, you just work on over time. Um, You expose yourself to a lot of different, you know, viewpoints, opinions, a lot of different sources, you know, whether they're formal academic sources like databases or like newspapers or, you know, you're listening to, like, podcasts, or, you know, like, in my case, like, reviewing student work, um, I'd say, yeah, those are just some really great ways that you can kind of try to improve your writing and expose yourself to more of the writing that's out there in the world. Yeah, I completely agree. I know that during quarantine, especially, I started reading a lot of different books, and I've noticed that that has helped me. I've also been journaling a lot, and I found that that really helps my writing. And Ryan, so great. And like, and so Ryan, are you looking for any specific topics right now for your journal? I think we're really. I think people. I think there's like a conception that the overlap between the humanities and STEM is a really like niche topic and there isn't that much to write about or explore in this realm, but it's actually really large and encompasses a lot of things. Obviously in the world, there are a lot of intersections between different subjects and different topics. So I think we're, we're not really looking for specific topics for writers or artists to even touch upon it's just more about 
what you really enjoy writing about and trying to apply that to connecting to either the STEM side of that topic or the humanities aspect of that topic. Yes, definitely. And then, Sydney, my final question for you is, like, what do you plan to do next with Humanities Plus? Like, what is the, like, end goal? Like, what do you see for the future? Yes, so we really plan to further expand Humanities Plus, both in terms of contributorship and readership, so that we can include more perspectives on interdisciplinary topics. Our last issue also focused on student-led research, and our list of writers included PhD students from UCSB. So we'd love to spread the word about Humanities Plus through more like higher education platforms and really just in overall, yeah, just expand our current base. Well, thank you so much, both of you. You, I'm so impressed. And um, unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but... I absolutely loved our conversation today. Listeners, please make sure you check out Sydney and Ryan's Humanities Journal Plus at their website, www.humanitiesplusjournal.com. Please show your love for more segments by donating to BTSYA 501c3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program at bethestaryouare.org. Keep listening as we read a chapter about the gift of writing from Cynthia Bryan's book in the next segment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens Welcome back to Express Yourself. This hour is all about humanities, teen writing, and journalism. During this segment, I will be reading a chapter from Cynthia Bryan's book, Be the Star You Are, 
Millennials to Boomers Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World by Cynthia Bryant. The Gift of Writing by Danielle M. Wong. I spent the balming summer of 2016 in a hospital waiting room. I memorized each and every fracture on its pallid walls and inhaled nothing but thin, stale air. The wide frame windows were temperamental, habitually refusing to stay open. I ate a balanced diet of salty cafeteria soup and gelato bars that made my hands sticky. This became my new routine, sitting on a green padded chair with my sister on my left and my mother on my right. We weren't there by choice, but out of necessity. Our fourth family member was lying in a motorized hospital bed on the other side of the whitewashed wall. For the first time in years, I rarely lifted a pen or let my fingers glide along a glossy keyboard. Writing was an integral part of my daily schedule, but I couldn't bring myself to finish the manuscript I'd so fervently worked on that spring. My father was in a coma. A rare autoimmune disease attacked his body and took over, destroying almost everything in its wake. Even with timely medical intervention, the doctors could only control so much. A slew of loved ones came in and out like a refreshing August breeze. Cousins, uncles, and in-laws offered comfort via drugstore candy and old stories of my dad. We received regular doses of support in the form of these visits, each friend or family member showing their support in a different way. Meanwhile, my dad's condition slowly worsened. My sister and I refused to leave his bedside, budging only for the occasional nurse change or bathroom bake. But my mom took this commitment one step further, lying uncomfortably on the waiting room benches each sleepless night. My sister, fiance, and I stayed in a nearby apartment, walking to and from the hospital each sunrise and late night. It felt like a separate life, sleeping in a strange rental in a different city. The fact that we rented an apartment in the first place reminded me of our situation's permanence. I abhorred the fact that this was our new reality, that my dad's life was at stake. As much as I tried to prevent myself from shutting off emotionally, I felt like I needed to hold things together for my family. Beyond extensive iPhone Googling and autoimmune research, my mind would wander to non-medical topics. Ultimately, I was desperate for a distraction. While I was in the hospital, I wanted nothing to do with writing. It was something I did when I was happy, when I felt free. But when insomnia rendered me frantic one night, I turned back to the habit I knew best. I realized that I needed an outlet. 
a way for some of the sadness to dissolve. My notebook almost exploded from all the scratchy penciled poems I filled it with. I eventually opened my half-charged laptop and continued working on my story, swearing off stars. My dad was eventually moved into the palliative care ward. His room was large, with panoramic views of elevated buildings and emerald city parks. I sat next to his unconscious body and held his hand, desperately wondering if he could hear my strained voice. I felt my heart break into little pieces each of those last few days. In Be the Star You Are for Teens, I wrote about my father's 2008 stroke and how it affected my family, putting everything into written words to help me better understand the impact. As I sat by his bed, I knew I needed to finish my current manuscript. I wanted to turn the sadness into something good. I usually joke that running is my therapy, but writing became an unexpected healer. My dad's death evoked such raw, candid emotion. It did nothing but weigh me down until I started using it as fuel. My parents always told me to try to find something good in the bad, and this is my way of doing that. After he passed, I finished my story and started submitting it to publishers. It wasn't easy. I kept replaying that hospital saga again and again, wondering why it all happened. I was, and I still am, sad and confused. But in between tears, I remembered what he had always told my sister and I. You can do anything you put your mind to. Swearing Off Stars was published in October of 2017, just over one year after my father passed. Exercise, write it out. As millennials, we have an overabundance of pressure inflicted on us regularly. Whether the stress stems from school relationships or a family tragedy, it's there. Try, to, try writing to ease some of that constant pressure. Pull out a pen, open your laptop, or create a new iPhone note. Think of the issue that's bothering you the most. Bad grades, a recent breakup, your parents' divorce. Now jot down the first 10 words that pop into your head. The key here is to go with the flow. Don't force anything. Next, try writing a free verse poem or short story about the problem. No one else needs to read this, so try not to be too critical of yourself. When you're finished, you can do whatever you want with it. Save it, rip it up, delete it, etc. You can even start a notebook or e-folder that you go back to when you're feeling overwhelmed. Writing is like venting on paper. Tell it anything and everything. Writing is an escape. It heals the spirit and provides solace in the most unexpected ways. 
untold stories live in the deepest corners of our hearts and minds. Write them. They want to be told. By Danielle M. Wong. Wow, that chapter was just so powerful and moving. I personally, I know that journaling in my life has really helped me through hard situations. Um, I feel that like expressing my emotions onto paper um, is really just helped me cope with it. Um, and it's like talking to somebody, but like to yourself. And I find that it's really comforting. And after I write it, I feel so much better. And it's very stress relieving. And I like really encourage all listeners to try it. And if and even try writing like electronically, I have an online journal that I personally use that I really love and just any way to really express yourself and to relieve your emotions and your stress is very healthy. And I think that it's extremely important, especially during this time in isolation and in quarantine, it's really something that can uplift your spirits. But unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show Thank you for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestaryouare.org. Please consider a donation during these holidays. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Always remember to write, journal, and speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you